This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Running Together. I would like this opportunity to thank all the people who have listened to the show and provided really useful feedback to me. For anyone new to Running Together, the title pretty much gives it away. I will interview a runner who embodies some unique aspect of what it is to be a runner and then connect that to the people that person influences and has been influenced by. Running doesn't occur in a vacuum. It's part of life and the people we share our lives with. Even if we don't run, running can significantly impact our lives through others, what they do, how running makes them behave. I have the privilege today of interviewing a person who I have only known for a few months, but in that time, he has become a regular part of my life and that of my family. There is much that I don't know about him, so this interview is a great opportunity for me and you to find out his journey. Rasul Pohemat, welcome to Running Together. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the introduction. My pleasure. I hope I correctly pronounced your name. It's not a familiar one to most Kiwis, so can you please share with us what is your origin story? Where you grew up? Okay, so my name is Rasul Porhemat, and you did correct my <laughs> last name. Um, I was born in a city called Shiraz, which is mm -hmm. located in southwest of Iran, and I grew up in the city of Tehran. I've been here in New Zealand for almost six, seven years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> So most of your time you spent in Tehran, which if anyone doesn't know, it's the capital, the biggest city. Roughly how many millions of people? I think during have? the day, it's got a population of about 14 million people. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's a big city. That's a big city. So yeah. that's like <laughs> nearly three times the population of New Zealand just in one city. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And just to give people a bit of a flavor. So at the moment in February, what would be the typical temperature? It's not summertime, obviously. So. It's not summertime. It's uh, almost we're getting to the end of winter. Mm -hmm. Spring is coming in a couple of weeks yeah. in the Northern Hemisphere. The spring comes to that part of the world and we have the Persian New Year, which is the beginning of a spring. It's 22nd of? March. 22nd of March. 22nd yeah. of March, 21st of March, depending yeah. on different years. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what would typically happen at that time? That's kind of very similar to what we're doing here during the New Year. It's, there's a lot of family celebration. Mm -hmm. It's a celebration of the, the nature, a celebration of the new beginning. And we got a holiday during those times, so there's a lot of traveling in the country. A lot of eating. A lot of eating, <laughs> lots of good food. <laughs> Excellent. Sounds great. And I believe you will be in Tehran. 
yeah. uh, after a few years of COVID, obviously it's an opportunity yeah. to go back and see family and friends. Yeah, yeah, it's been almost five years since I last saw my family, so oh, wow. I'll be traveling in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Really oh, looking I wish forward you to well it. With that. Thank yeah. you. Great. With my very limited knowledge and understanding of sport in Iran, I'm aware of the following. So it includes a strong interest in football. Yes. I believe you played the beautiful game yourself at times. I in did. The past. Very good. And basketball is also popular. I think weightlifting and hiking. Yes. But running, not so much. Not that I'm aware of. So I can't remember seeing an Iranian runner at the Olympics, for example. And yet it's an amazing place, I believe, to train. So you've got good weather, high altitude plateaus, lots of hills. Your thoughts on my lack of knowledge or not, please, you know, on those subjects. We have a lot of uh, runners mm -hmm. in Iran, but I think maybe the biggest issue is the infrastructure for running. Yeah. So there's a lot of runners, there's a lot of interest in running, but there isn't that much infrastructure for professional run, running over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, you might have the conditions and you might have the population, but as you said, if you don't have the, I guess this, the support is really, really yeah, important. Yeah, support is very well, important. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty new to running, so I don't know much about the history of running in Iran, but uh, just following now the news about run, the Iranian runners, there's a couple of them going to Africa and train with African runners. There's lots of runners now, they go and spend some time in Africa and running with Kenyan and Ethiopian runners. Yeah. So yeah. just to share with you, in New Zealand, pretty much every kid at primary school gets to run cross country at least once a year and there's also athletic stays which includes sprinting, jumping and throwing. So what are your experiences growing up of running as a sport, as an activity for yourself in Iran? I think in Iran your first experience is running and chasing a ball. Because ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, otherwise, especially during the physical education classes, if you don't play football or basketball, you kind of like get left behind. Mm. But if you're a good runner, you end up running for your school and then end up running at the national level. Mm. But most of the time, that's why I think the most, most of the interest is going towards playing football and other yeah. sports. Yeah. So but yeah, yeah nice. cross-country running. Yeah, I've never heard of cross-country running for like kids over there. Yeah. It's not part of the sports culture. Yeah. So when you came to New Zealand, how did you get into running then? Because obviously it wouldn't have... That's so, I mean, I grew up playing football. Mm. Football was my sport. Yeah. That's the only sport I was quite average at. I was into playing football and hiking. So I got the pace from football and maybe the endurance from hiking. Mm -hmm. But I'd never done any running before pandemic. I'm one of those post-pandemic generation of runners. Mm. And it was during the time that I was finishing my thesis, the pandemic hit, and then just like anyone else, getting bored in the, in, in the flat by myself, yeah. and then just deciding to go for a run. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends, 
he introduced me to this application called Strava. And he said, that's a nice way to track your runs. <laughs> and I think I went for 3K or 5K first time and then started putting that on Strava. And the next time going for 10K and then running two or three times a week. And then just checking my pace and getting a little bit, just like any other runners, mm -hmm. getting a little bit obsessed with pace and distance. <laughs> <laughs> so by the end of first lockdown we had, I ran two half marathons. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you really got involved. I, yeah. Got into it. I yeah. got, yeah. I think it was just because of, it was also during time that I was writing my thesis and mm -hmm. I was quite mentally tired. Running was a way for me to kind of stay sane. <laughs> so I would just finish my writing and then hit the road mm -hmm. and go for 10K, 12K run. Yeah. And I think after a couple of weeks, I said, yeah, I've run a 10K, so I, I would be just doubling it and yeah. then ended up running a half marathon around the neighborhood. Oh, cool. <laughs> so it, they weren't like official half marathons? No, they, no, they were just, ones just a neighborhood you, half marathon. Just a neighborhood half marathon. Yeah. So my second one was about, I think I ran 145 and I was so happy with it. I had no idea what pace is good for a half marathon or anything. I was mm -hmm. just checking with myself. So I'm getting mm -hmm. faster in almost one and a half months of pandemic. <laughs> yeah. That's a big improvement. That, that's, that's the beginning of running time. for me, I think. Yeah. So the beginning was during the pandemic, yeah. Yeah. There have been lots of changes to people's lives haven't well, they? I think they yeah the yeah yeah I mean if you put aside all the negative impacts mm. but I think there was some kind of uh, a little bit of getting back to knowing what sort of healthy lifestyle could be mm. I think was a nice wake-up call for most some of us at least yeah, I think kind so. of yeah think about yeah we can have a healthy lifestyle and then I think Lots of people started doing more outdoor stuff and exercises. Mm. Yeah. So let's fast forward to April 2021. We're well into the pandemic, but we've got a window where in Christchurch City, you're able to run your first marathon. Yeah. So tell me about that. So April 2020, the year before, that was... Mm -hmm when I started running okay. and then after the pandemic I was busy with finishing my thesis mm. and I was quite excited about finishing my studies and I told myself if I get everything done finish my PhD then I'm gonna run the Crutchish Marathon but I didn't really think think about it like thoroughly but I totally forgot about it I was still running two three times a week just five ten k's yeah just to stay fit nothing too crazy mm. but then i think i got to yeah end of january and then someone reminded me of crutchish marathon <laughs> i said oh yeah <laughs> and i think i just once i thought about it I just went and signed up for it mm -hmm. so i had about two and a half weeks for training for crutchish marathon and didn't do anything crazy just running three or four times a week about 40k and ended up running the crutches marathon wow that's a 
pretty low base of training. Yeah. You know, to do a marathon. But I think it was month. just also the consistency of almost one mm-hmm. year of running yeah. two or three or four times a week. That would, that, I kind of, I think I, I built mm-hmm. that base for running a marathon. And I was doing a lot of hiking and I was spending a lot of okay. time in the mountains. Mm-hmm. So I knew that may, the endurance might not be the big issue. It's just running at that pace with when your heart rate is a little bit mm-hmm. higher than normal and yeah. you're running for three hours or four hours, something like that. Mm. Yeah, so my, my main goal was going and running a software marathon. Ended up running 3.30, which was quite satisfying. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. And I believe you didn't have any problems at all as far as endurance. No. I believe the last 3Ks... You were almost sprinting, so I heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I, I felt pretty comfortable. And I think yeah. uh, one of my friends told me that you could have done better because you didn't hit the wall. <laughs> and I thought that it uh, <laughs> looks like you have to blow up in your first marathon. <laughs> that didn't happen to me, fortunately. I've seen a photo of you at the finish line. That's the finish line, yeah. That's and me. you looked so fresh. You looked so... Good. I think it's a poker face. <laughs> so, yeah, I got back to running almost a week after the, mm-hmm. the marathon. I think I got hooked after just the, the feeling of satisfaction, the support, the atmosphere of mm-hmm. Crutchish Marathon. It was, it was just, it was awesome. Yeah. So what was your next event? During this time, also, I was doing some of the park runs. Mm-hmm. Once, twice a month, going and doing the park runs. Yeah. So park run was always the event for me. Mm-hmm. And that's where we met, isn't it? Yeah, it's mm. it's beautiful. It's awesome. It's one of those nice events. I think. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about park run and the whole idea of park run for hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I was doing mainly those after Crashish Marathon. I was doing a little bit of trail running, mm-hmm. doing some mountain runs. I did the three passes in Southern Alps. Okay. That's an iconic hiking track, which mm. normally takes about three to four days in quite rough trains, starting from West Coast, from the Stakes River, going over three passes and ended up uh, around Arthur's Pass on Klondike Corner. Okay. So I ran that. It wasn't an official race. It was just a club organized even by CMC, the Canterbury Mountaineering Club. And I managed to run that with some of the strongest mountaineers in country. And also, yeah, it was one of my most beautiful and possibly most challenging days in the mountains. Yeah, I bet. It's about 58K, I think, but close to 3,000 meters elevation gain. Whoa, that's a big event. Yeah. So let's go a little bit forward to the Essex 5K series in Hagley Park in Christchurch, which has just recently finished. Can you share your experience of that? So we have to go back to November. Okay. I think that's when, I think about three or four weeks before my Kunsa Marathon, I was running the park run. And then I met Brent, this Little, he was 11 years, yeah. Just happens to be my son, yes. Anyway, (laughs) during the first K, I saw this little kid running almost at the same pace as me, and then we started talking to each other during the run. And he gave me a lot of energy and motivation. Was it just like conversational pace? It wasn't conversation, it was just throwing some words. (laughs) (laughs) 
so yeah lots of uh, one word conversation I think we got to the third K and it was definitely my fastest park run at that time and kind of we were leading a pack behind us we kind of like felt a little bit pressure to carry on at that pace yeah and I ended up running my 5k PB that day and that was the the time that I I kind of like started liking 5k races mm -hmm. yeah if, if you sometimes put a little bit of more pressure on your body it's possible to run some crazy fast runs yeah. I mean compared to your previous runs sure. there's always a capacity you just yeah. need some motivation coming from different sides mm -hmm. to run that sort of uncomfortable pace and in this case and the reason for your uncomfortable pace was someone you probably hadn't seen before and exactly yeah quite different from your normal yeah park runner yeah yeah, yeah. and then couple of runs I think we did together we were always running at the same pace and I kind of fi found my running body <laughs> a person I can it's interesting that the first 4k uh, 5k we run almost at the same pace and then last 5k Brent has a strong kick and he just goes he he just leaves everyone in the smoke which is which is pretty awesome to run the last scale always at a negative split progressively. Mm. So it's always nice to have someone to chase. Yes. <laughs> so that, that was the reason that I think I got interested in 5K series when mm -hmm. must have been you that introduced me to 5K. I think I might have mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> but I missed the first one and then, yeah, started the second. Mm -hmm. So did you get any PBs? In, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had my PB in the last round of the 5K series. Oh, well done. Yeah. I, I think both me and Brand we were getting faster every week, except for one of the weeks, which was too hot. We were running in 30 degrees or something. Yeah, it was. And it was, that was possibly our slowest run, I think. Yeah. But that was the week before the last one, and then mm -hmm. in the last run, both of us, we ran our PB, and he beat me by one second. <laughs> <laughs> I think you let him actually, I have no. to say, uh, maybe. It seems you generally love being around people, especially when you're running, encouraging others. Can you explain the apparent joy you seem to display when you're running with others and that sense that you're part of a group of yeah. like-minded people, is that part of it? Absolutely, definitely, mm. especially mm. especially once you're running with a group of people, you feel like you're running as a team. Mm. That's why I think uh, I've come to this conclusion that running is not an individual sport. Like in terms of racing, even, even in the middle of a race, when you're running, you think that you're competing against each other, but sometimes you find a nice pack of runners and you run mm. with them and if you imagine you want to run that pace by yourself it's almost impossible once but once you get a nice pack of people and then you run with them you get a lot of energy and uh, there's a lot there's a couple of words exchanged between the runners mm -hmm. and i found it pretty helpful to just stay focused and just keep going 
when it comes to training, I think I know that lots of runners, they prefer some of the sessions to run as a group. And that's because yeah. some of those sessions are so hard mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. And once you're running with other people, you get more motivation, you get more energy. Yeah. Basically helping each other. Isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Even for like some social runs, like park run events, the whole energy of the community coming together, the whole atmosphere that, that just brings a lot of energy for everyone. Yeah. And them, that, that's why possibly running is probably one of the most inclusive sports. You, mm. you don't need to be special. Everyone can run. Mm. The only thing you need is a pair of running shoes. Or sometimes or, you don't even need running shoes. Yeah, yeah you, can, you can be big then. Yeah, Dan, Dan, who's been on the show actually. Yes. Yeah, he's an awesome person. He is, he is. As a person who grew up overseas and then came to New Zealand, what lessons do you think other immigrants can take about entering the running community here? I mean, what seems to make it easy and what seems to make perhaps uh, some people struggle? Any thoughts on this? Yeah, I think, I think we get back to that idea of inclusivity of running mm. that once you're running no one cares about the color of your skin mm. or what financial background you're coming from or any class of society mm. everyone is running together as a team or as a community and i think uh, that would be a very nice place for people to find friends build a community of people who are like-minded and yeah i think uh, that's one of the things that possibly we should focus more to get more of uh, our immigrants into the running community. That's where they, they might feel a little bit more uh, included in the society. Yeah, because it, as you said, that's, it's that's, such a that's, broad group of people that yeah. run. And you can start by walking. For example, exactly. at Karkana, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that walk and you don't need to be like an elite runner. No. That's just that. Yeah, I think yeah. That, that's the thing. It's for, I think it's similar for many other sports. It's just about those activities, those mm -hmm. outdoor activities. Everyone can do them. Yeah. Everyone can do them. Mm -hmm. And it's a nice place because once you get out to do outdoor stuff, that means that you're thinking about some aspects of life in terms of positivity. That's why you're doing those kind of activities. Mm -hmm. And that's why those people are more accepting yeah. And they can build the relationship with anyone yeah. with different backgrounds. Yeah, that's right. So you're a very young looking master. I actually now happen to know your age. So what, what did you call it? You're, you're so the middle age group or what they call old fellows. Old fellows, <laughs> old fellows. Yeah. yeah, I'm 37. I think most of the races have to fill up the category of 35, 35. to 45. Yeah. And yeah, that's interesting though because we got so many fast runners in that mm. category. Yeah. I mean, as a person who started running at the middle age, it's interesting that you're running and you're, you're aging and you're running and you're getting faster. Exactly. Yeah, it's <laughs> weird, isn't it? Uh, yeah, could be deceptive sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, that you, 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 
you're going to reach the plateau at some point, but... Eventually. <laughs> eventually. But it's cool trying to find out what that plateau is. Yeah. So what's your future goals in running? Do, do you have any? I mean, is, there, is it just, I'm just going to enjoy this? I want to enjoy running. So I, I want running to be a part of my life. Mm. I, and that's the only way to enjoy running. It should be a part of your life. It should be a lifestyle. And I, I like to sign up for one race or two races per year, half marathon or marathon mm -hmm. or mountain mountain race. Just give me that motivation and just, yeah, yeah get a little bit faster maybe. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, you know, there's always, you know, park run and maybe going park down the track and you, you were mentioning about, about that, maybe an opportunity because I think yeah. you, you were down there recently. Yeah, um, it was, was my first time running on track. I mean, we just did one run around the track and then yeah. we did a 5k outside of the track and coming back, finishing mm -hmm. on track. It was just great feeling running on track. <laughs> yeah, so there's another opportunity, something to learn about. Now, we've got a quick fire round. Okay, so if you think of your training, we were talking to Brent before about training, so think of them as stride outs or like sprints. So I'll give you some options and you choose what's best for you. So here we go. Shoes or no shoes? Shoes. See, you're not like Big Dan. <laughs> I, lo I, love, I love Big Dan. <laughs> I love Big Dan, but you're not going to follow his example of no shoes at the not moment. Not me. Okay. Uphill or downhill? Uphill. I think I've already <laughs> had a guess on what you were going to say there. Trail, road, cross country or track? Cross country is the one that I've never done, but I kind of like all of them. I, I want to try all of them. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, you, you'll definitely have opportunities. But if I want to choose one, that would be trail. Okay. Right. Slow and long or short and fast? Long and fast. Long and fast. <laughs> <laughs> I should change this question because a lot of people actually go for long and fast, or at least that's their wish anyway so if we're talking about training now morning or afternoon morning, morning? possibly okay. yeah at the end of a run you need hydration especially in summer these are your choices russell gatorade powerade or some electrolyte drink beer it can be alcoholic or non-alcoholic, it's matter. Uh, chocolate, milk, water, or juice? Mm, water. Water, yeah. fine. Okay, warm up or cool down? Warm up. Warming up, you prefer warming up. Yeah. Here's something you might not have had much involvement in, but relays or individual runs? Relays. They're really interesting, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Really, they're often. And again, it's just being part of a team. Part of a team. And running for the team. Mm -hmm. So often you end up feeling as though well, you run faster. Yeah, yeah. You're running for other people. And finally, a runner or coach you greatly admire. Oh, I can name so many runners because, especially the past couple of years, I've been following lots of. Runners and lots it of. It doesn't have to. It can be international. It can be local. Yeah. It... I think there's a local runner I really admired. His name is Dale, and 
He told me he started running at the age of 39. He came from a biking background, but now he's just running like crazy. He's a good runner. He takes care of his body. He's full of energy. He's, he's inspiring mm -hmm. and he's winning some of the races. Mm -hmm. So I really admire Dale. He's, yeah. In terms of international runners, I think when I started running, that was during the time that Elliot Kipchoge was breaking the world records mm -hmm. and he ran the sub two hour marathon. The, yeah, the yeah, the, I think it was in Austria. The one, yeah, yeah, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that one. And so, I mean, his character, his humbleness, he's just, he's, mm. he's, yeah, he's a different character. Yeah, and yeah, it's very special. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Um, female runners I really like Gide, the Ethiopian runners who got the world record for 5,000 and 10,000 meters mm -hmm. she's an inspiration for female, run female yeah. running community very modest um, very modest yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah cool I can't name more but Rousseau it's been a pleasure to have you on running together today all the best with your running and with your trip back to Iran to see your friends and family. And we look forward to catching up with you on your return. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me. It was fun.